Today on Beyond Podcasting, episode 13, we discuss the Spreaker Studio application and how to unleash its hidden power. We're joined today by Rob Greenlee of Spreaker and VoxNest. Thanks for tuning in to beyondpodcasting.com, where we recognize that your online radio show is much more than just a podcast. Your show can be broadcast live, which is not a podcast. Your show can be heard on a website, which isn't a podcast either. Of course, your online radio show can and should also be syndicated as a podcast via RSS, where your listeners can subscribe using a standard podcatcher or your show's own branded app for Android and iOS. Beyondpodcasting.com covers microphones, interfaces, mixers, production software, recording techniques, best practices, and more. Now enjoy another episode of beyondpodcasting.com with your host, Alan Tepper. That's correct. I'm Alan Tepper. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Beyond Podcasting. And today we're talking about Spreaker Studios, and the title of the episode is Unleash Spreaker Studios Hidden Power. And who better to accompany me today is Rob Greenlee, the man from Spreaker in the United States. I guess there are many people from Spreaker in the United States now, but you were the one who was first in the United States. So welcome to Beyond Podcasting, Rob. It's great to be here, Alan. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been almost uh, four years that I've been uh, working on the Spreaker project here in the U.S. Uh, it's been uh, been a lot of fun, I have to say. Okay, well, I'm glad to have you on the line. And for the knowledge of our listeners, you and I have been in email contact for approximately nine years since way back when you were in Microsoft working on the Zoom project. And I, I looked back to find out the date and you actually had a Zoom.net email address way back when. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, for well, I worked on that project for was it almost seven years? So yeah, it was it was the second largest podcast listening platform back in the early days of the podcast medium, and then Microsoft chose to get out of the podcasting business back in 2014. So yes, and if you're listening and you have Rob's email from way back when when it was Zoom.net, that's probably not going to work anymore. No, that's right. So you don't want to use that one, right? I've got plenty of new ones like Rob yeah. at Spreaker.com might be exactly. the better one to use. We'll repeat that at the end also. Anyway, we're going to talk first about this wonderful piece of software called Spreaker Studio, which is available for Windows, Mac, and even for mobile. But we're concentrating today on the desktop version, specifically the Mac version, although the, the feature set, I believe, is the same between Mac and Windows. I've been using it for the purpose of, of setting up the article, which will be published at the same time as this episode on the Mac version. But I think the core functionality is the same. So I will let Rob describe the core functionality, and I will jump in once in a while and, and talk about how similar it is to the Rodecaster Pro, even though it's not hardware. The user experience and the layout is similar. Yeah, I think that the Spreaker Studio software for Windows and Mac is a pretty good analogy to this new uh, Roadcaster that's that's out that's got everybody in the industry all excited to actually have a mixer that will do the whole mix minus thing. I think that that's what really has everyone all excited because if you buy one of those, you don't have to manually configure a mix minus or a relationship to bring in Skype calls. That is one thing that's in common. Another thing is the virtual carts, but I'll let you go in the order that you think is best. So 
the Speaker Studio software really at its core is a production software tool that enables you to produce your audio show either as a podcast or as a live show and fully produce the show as though it's live and you know to bring in chat comments into the software so you can fully manage and produce your show as a live show but you can also record in the software too so you can still apply those time-saving kind of playing of the intros or exits and stuff like that in real time as you're producing the show where a lot of podcasters they will just record the audio and then they'll add the intros and the exit in post-production well you can do that all in one piece of software in a workflow so and that's what really the software is designed to do yes it's for live or uh, what nowadays is called live to drive which in the past used to be called live to tape but since we don't use tape anymore we call it live to drive and it rhymes better now it does i mean that's a that's a good term. I, I don't commonly use that term, Alan, but it certainly makes sense to me. But really, at its core, you can use this tool for a lot of different things. You can uh, bring in up to four USB microphones into it and then plug directly into your computer or laptop or whatever. I mean, I oftentimes use a USB hub. So if I want to plug in up to four microphones, I can... And uh, let's say I'm using a you know, like a Surface tablet that just has one USB port. I can bring in four microphones into that one USB port and have it go into separate kind of tracks in the, the Speaker Studio software. Yes, it, it can be done with, with USB mics or with a USB interface like the one that you're using today. And then you could connect multiple XLR mics to the interface. So it's flexible in that respect. It can work with both. Yeah, right, right. So, so and it also has the ability to bring in external you know, like calls, like Skype calls or whatever through a virtual sound card. And I know that we will talk about that more a little bit later in the program, but that is a capability that the software has. I mean, you don't have to use Skype with it. You can use other audio conferencing software as well, like Zoom or... Or CleanFeed, which is what we normally use. For the benefit of our listeners, we, we usually use CleanFeed right. on Beyond Podcasting, but because of the fact that Rob used to work for Microsoft and he has a soft spot in his heart for Skype, we're using Skype today. No problem. We're flexible. Well, and that's the key here because the Speaker Studio software yes. is flexible. So you can do a lot of different things with it. It's just kind of being able to grasp those things. And plus the hot button areas in the software, it's titled the effects area of the software. is basically a, a touch area. So if you have a touch screen, you can just touch the software to activate your intros, exits, any kind of pre-recorded content that you would want to add to your program. In yes, the bumpers, closes, so, even pre-recorded spots right, right. if you had a pre-recorded spot. Yeah, and it also comes pre-installed with some of those things too, but I wouldn't say that the audio sounds that we default install with the software when you download it are something that you're going to want to use. It's, it has like a sound effects of a gunshot or a cheering fan. Yes, I can play an example like since that. I have it working yeah. with what we're going to be talking about later. So unlike what usually has been happening, you'll be able to hear it. So so here's an example. Okay, well, I stopped it, but it's great <laughs> that it has that feature built in. And later on, we'll talk about how previously it hasn't been able to be heard by the remote right. guest, but now it can with some manipulation that I've learned how to do. Yeah, and it also has a playlist function too. So you can add to the Spreaker Studio software a playlist of old episodes or whatever audio segments you want to play. And it will play in like a live linear radio station type of experience. It'll play one after another or 
Or you can build in there if you want to have like uh, breaks in there or something like that. So you can create almost like a radio online radio station type of an experience with the software if you happen to have the studio plan on the speaker platform. So it enables you to create a 24-7 live radio station if you want to. I don't know. I've never used that part of it. I have one clip in there just to see how it worked, but I didn't use it more. But do you happen to know whether it allows you to change the order of the clips while it's playing or do you have to stop everything in order to reorder the clips that are in the playlist. I believe it has a random feature as well. So it'll play various things in a random order um, as well. But I'm not sure on that, Alan. I haven't played around with that capability to really give you a clear answer on that. So as far as its abilities to do that. So I can't answer it for sure. But I, I wanted to also mention that it that the software has what's called auto ducking as well. And so, yeah. So I don't know if we want to mention that, Alan. Yes, auto-ducking is so that if you had something with music that's recorded at full level, as you speak over it, it what's in a technical term for it, it attenuates it or it lowers the volume of the music so that your voice can be heard over it. Yes, and then as soon as you stop talking, the volume level will yes. rise back up again. So it's got both ends of, this, of the volume spectrum covered on that. And that also comes with a chat function. I think I mentioned a little bit earlier, but that makes that live experience kind of come come to life with your audience. So that's built into a, a panel in the software as well. So you can see your listeners giving you feedback on your live program. It doesn't work so well when you're recording, but it's, um, you know, having that capability built into the production software is really a powerful thing because it enables you to really have that. Yes, the chat function is only, be only able works to bring with, in with uh, speakers. Right live CDN when you're recording offline as what we're doing right now. It doesn't do that. And since this is the first time, I have done lots of tests with this, but this is the very first time that I've done it for an extended period of time, I'm realizing now that even if you are recording offline, if your account is a free account, which is the one that I'm using in order to open the app because it won't even let you open the app until you connect, it actually limits your recording duration to the duration that is provided with a free account. Fortunately, I am recording on another place also, so we won't have to count on the recording that's being made inside of Spreaker <laughs> Studio. But it's something that I'm just being come yeah. aware of it now because it's warning me. It's coming close to the end and it says, it's, it's encouraging me to upgrade my plan and everything. And just to clarify for the listeners, I do not, at least presently, I don't host with Spreaker, but I am still friendly with everyone at Spreaker. Just like in the prior episode, I had Angelo on the phone from Blueberry. You know, I'm friendly with companies, even right. though I am not a paying customer for them. And I promote all the good things that they do. Right. Well, that's great, Alan. And Uh, You do a lot of articles that kind of profile and dig really deep into some of the more technical aspects of these platforms, too. So it's probably helpful for you to have those type of uh, relationships, that's for sure. But the Spreaker Studio software also has output limiters built into it, too. It's a it's a little checkbox that you check off in the settings area that will have some ability to limit the peaks that avoids. Yes, exactly. To avoid distortion and and things like that. Yeah, right. So that's great. Yeah, and then the sources part of it, which I talked about earlier about being able to bring in up to four USB microphones, you actually have to go into the settings area and turn on four microphones. It comes as default with two sources. So if you want to expand it to four, you have to go in and yes, actually and turn those four on in the software. Yes, and from what I can see, the total in the includes software. the yeah. number of microphones plus whatever remote connection you might be using, whether it's Skype or CleanFeed or something else. I think that's part of the total. 
Yeah, it is. So, yeah, if you're bringing in a Skype call or whatever, that's going to use up one of those sources. So you'll only be able to have three USB microphones if you're bringing in a Unless, of course, you have XLR microphones connected to an interface, in in which case it's going to be seen by the system as only one. Correct. So if you have a mixer or an audio, a USB device that can take, let's say, up to four microphones or something like that, yeah, you can... You can have a lot of people involved in your uh, in your Spreaker studio experience. Yeah, exactly. And just as a transition, because I think we've basically covered what of the built-in features are, the only program that I ever saw in the past, which is basically extinct now, and I used it maybe 10 years ago, it was called Ubercaster. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Rob. Uh-uh, I have not. Uh-uh. Well, Ubercaster was a program for Mac that had similar features, but the guy who was developing it got sick. And he was told by his doctors, if you continue working on that, you're going to die within a month. But if you stop programming oh, it, no. then you'll stay alive for several more years. So he had to make a choice and he made a choice. <laughs> uh, it became incompatible with later versions of the Mac operating system. I don't remember what version it was, but it goes way back nine or 10 years ago. So it was a long time ago. And I'm glad to see that this application is available from Spreaker and that it's continually updated. I don't know how often, but I know that it's been within the last year, there's been an update. So that's good to know regarding the Spreaker Studio app for, I think that what I just said applies to Spreaker Studio for Mac and for Windows. Yeah. On the prior episode, we talked about 48 kilohertz. Well, even though currently the Spreaker Studio outputs only 44.1, I clarify because I've done a lot of research on that, a lot of personal testing on Mac and on iOS, and it's completely friendly with 48 kilohertz on the input end. Both the live digital microphone sources that may be connected and the clips that are in the what I call the virtual carts and within Spreaker Studio, it's called effects. So it's completely friendly. Mm -hmm. And unlike what our colleague Rob Walsh said, it fortunately has no problem with chipmunking. It just works perfectly. In fact, I'm going to play one right now that I loaded into the Spreaker Studio. So let's listen to this. It's really short. Beyondpodcasting.com. Yeah, so that's a bridge that I have. That bridge is in 48 kilohertz. It plays perfectly. And it just downsamples the output, but it doesn't mess up anything that we're doing elsewhere. We're listening and it's playing fine. We're recording it on a different app. So it's completely friendly. And one of the things that at the end of my article I'm suggesting for Spreaker is please add the capability of recording 48 kilohertz locally, even if the CDN, you know, that's something that could be discussed internally, whether the CDN, but at least the local recording, I wish it would have the option to record wave and to record 48 kilohertz. Yeah, I agree. I think that would be fantastic capability that the, you know, that could be added to the software. And I'll definitely talk to the team about that. And another clip that I'm going to play right now, because of the fact that this is something that I happen to agree with completely with our colleague, Rob Walsh. And I'm always careful when I say the last name, so I don't confuse the two of you. But this is something that he said, and I'm planning to use it whenever the subject comes up, because it's an area where we happen to be in complete agreement. So I'm going to play this now. I hate when people say live <laughs> podcasting. It's, if it's a podcast, it's not live. I completely agree with that. And I know that Rob Greenlee, the ones who's live or talking to me right now, quote unquote, live, live to drive, is in agreement too, because it came up on Twitter. Someone asked on Twitter and he actually asked both of us simultaneously and we were in agreement. So that's something where Spreaker as a company is unique because it works both ways. It works live and it works with podcasting, pre-recorded things. And 
the Spreaker Studio app does both. So I think that was a good example of when you're doing a show, it's good to be able to play a soundbite and get the opinion of the remote guest or interviewee, whichever it may be. So an extremely important feature that's built into the Rodecaster Pro, and it's built into the Spreaker Studio, but as the factory recommended configuring it up until now, it was inaudible to the remote guest. And I have heard Rob suffer a couple of times when he's on his show with Alex, and right. he would say, I know, Alex, you're not going to hear this, but I'm going to play this. And I also heard that recently when you were on the phone or on the show with Todd from Blueberry. So I know it's probably the right. biggest pain point. And fortunately, it's not fault of the actual Spreaker Studio app. It has to do with the middleware that has been recommended so far by the factory. And the one that has been recommended on the Mac side is called Soundflower. And as far as I'm concerned, Soundflower is like kryptonite for many, many reasons. But one of the reasons is that it has prevented this from being possible up until now. It has a lot of other reasons why I dislike it. And it's a real pain to uninstall. But I do say at the very beginning of the article that you must completely uninstall it before proceeding with the rest of the procedure that I cover in the article and the procedure to remove completely uninstall Soundflower is outside of the scope of this article because that is a whole issue in itself. Beyondpodcasting.com This episode of Beyond Podcasting is brought to us in part by Google Fi, my favorite mobile telephony and data service since 2015. Did you know that Google Fi works both in the United States and over 200 other countries and the data outside the U.S. costs the same as here? Even though I use it with my Pixel XL, which is specially optimized for the service, Google Fi now officially works with the iPhone too. In fact, I use one of the free data SIM cards from Google Fi in my iPhone SE, which I use as a portable two-track audio recorder using the Rode SC6L 48kHz interface, which I've covered in several articles. With Google Fi, there's no extra monthly fee for additional data-only SIM cards for tablets, laptops with a SIM card slot, or even an extra smartphone. Save US $20 for a limited time by visiting fi.beyondpodcasting.com. Fi is spelled F-I as in Fantastic International, and you can save US $20 by visiting fi.beyondpodcasting.com. And by Descript, the transcription text, audio, captions, and subtitle editor, which automatically transcribes your audio into text, allows you to correct that auto transcription, edit the text, and have the audio reflect the corresponding changes instantly. Descript is now available for both Mac, Windows, and even a web version for Chromebooks. As a special bonus for Beyond Podcasting listeners, for a limited time, you can get your first 100 minutes of auto transcription free by visiting descript.beyondpodcasting.com. That's a special link, and Descript is spelled D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T. Get your first 100 minutes free by visiting descript.beyondpodcasting.com. Now, back to the show. Beyondpodcasting.com now I'll go forward here and I will reveal, and Rob has been on virtual NDA, non-disclosure agreement, because I've revealed to him the other day when we had a pre-production call, which is the one that I'm using, but that will be released as soon as I publish this article and this episode. 
The one that we're using is called Sound Siphon. It's from a developer called Static Z Software. It is commercial software, although at the present time, as we record this in February of 2019, there's a 14-day trial and it costs US $49, but it's well worth it. I use it for a lot of other things. I did not purchase it just to make this possible with Spreaker Studio. I use it for many other things and it's very, very powerful. But the main thing that we're doing in order to accomplish this goal with Spreaker Studio, in order to unleash its hidden power is to create virtual audio devices that appear to the different apps and do it in such a way that it works properly and it doesn't have any of the issues that came up when I was doing it. It took me several days to get it to this point. And right now the article has 14 sections and approximately six screenshots. And the very first thing that we do is we create a virtual device of the USB sources that we're gonna be using. And the reason is, one, to make them mono, because many of our listeners knows, and I know that our colleague Ray Ortega has documented other ways to solve the fact that Skype by itself only listens, if there's a stereo signal, it only listens to the left channel. So if you have a USB interface and you have a second person connected on the right, Skype won't hear that microphone. So that's a problem. But we're solving several things by doing this. One, we're converting all of the USB sources to mono, which gives us a few different advantages. One of them, we just mentioned that it converts everything to mono. So Skype is friendly with it. Skype is understanding all the sources that are there. Second, to make all the local microphones centered. Because if you had a USB interface where you had one microphone connected to left input, one connected to the right input, and you had that connected to Spreaker Studio, then you would be hearing that as if the person were on one side or the other, which is not a good thing to do. You wanna have everyone centered. So this solves that problem also. And the third problem is that with some USB sources, and I don't know if you've experienced this ever with Windows or maybe you haven't had a need even to discover it, but one of the difficulties that I had at the beginning was that when I tried to access one USB source from different apps at the same time, the system was forcing it to be what would be called seriously monogamous. In other words, it was only available to feed a single app at once. It could alternate between the two, but it couldn't feed them simultaneously. Right. By creating this virtual device, that solves the issue completely. So it's visible to Spreaker Studio, and it's also available to the other app, what we're using for communication. And the last thing is that by, well, this is related to the first thing, because of the fact that it's mono, it's less demanding on the system because it's a signal that appears with less of uh, less bandwidth, half of the bandwidth with the same quality. So we'll explain that a little bit when we get to the end, but when it appears in Spreaker Studio, unlike a lot of other sources which appear as stereo and it gives you the option if you want stereo left or right, it comes up as mono and then that selector, it's visible, it says mono, but it doesn't allow you to change anything because if it's mono, there's no other choice. So it simplifies the user interface or the user experience. So it gives us all those advantages. Do you have any questions or comments about that before I go to the next one? No, I think uh, you covered it really well. So I think it's it sounds like a terrific uh, pathway. Yeah. Thank you. The next virtual audio device that we create, I'm just explaining what they are and what, what their advantage is. I'm not describing here how to do it because that would be impossible without seeing it. And that's why I have the article. 
But the next one that we're creating is the mix minus virtual audio device to feed the remote guest, whether the remote guest is on Skype or on clean feed or anything else. We need to create a signal that includes everything except the guest himself or herself. So it combines the USB microphone source or sources and the Spreaker carts. So the name that I name this one, and you'll see this if you read the article, it's called Spreaker carts and mics. So that creates this virtual device which combines these two so that your remote guest can hear it but will not hear herself or himself, which is a problem. And that's the advantage of Mix Minus that we've talked about for years. Traditionally, that's been done through hardware, but we're doing it here through software. The next one, it's called Create the Virtual Audio Device for the Skype Caller's Voice. So it creates a voice of the Skype Caller's Voice to be used as an input in Spreaker Studio. And it also makes it mono. So it reduces the system resources and it makes it a no-brainer for the user of Spreaker Studio. It's mono, you can't do anything else, so it's just going to work. And I would like to add at this point that Skype is capable of also calling someone on a normal telephone line, although they do charge for that. That would work, and everything that yeah. we're talking about now would work the same way. So that's something that's uh, capable of doing with Skype, as well as some other apps or services, but that's something good to know. And also, I don't know nowadays if they charge for it or not, but I know at least if you pay, and I'm not sure if they still charge, if you wanted to, you could connect to more than one person from Skype. Yeah, you could create a uh, Skype conference call with multiple people on that same call going into one source um, in, in the Spreaker Studio. Yeah. Exactly. So that would work fine through the alternate version that I'm creating here, which substitutes Soundflower for Sound Siphon. So that's something good to know about Skype. I thought I would mention it in that part. And now I'll go to the next one. The next one is to use if you are using CleanFeed instead of Skype. It's a virtual device that I called Chrome. And the reason that I call it Chrome is because it works with the Chrome browser. Of course, it could be used to play anything from the Chrome browser. But the reason that I created it was in order to be able to connect mm -hmm. CleanFeed to Spreaker Studio. And you could even combine them because of the way I have it. And I'll, I'll get to that when I get to the end here. But I have it set up right now in Spreaker Studio so that I could have one or more person connected via Skype. And I could also have another person connected with CleanFeed. And they would all be coming into Spreaker Studio. So it becomes very, very powerful yeah. if you have a need to do it that way. You might have a co-host who connects through CleanFeed to get the very high quality audio. And then you might have to get a third person who could only be reached on the telephone. Well, you could use Skype to do that and would all be coming into Spreaker Studio. Then I talk about the settings within CleanFeed, within CleanFeed Pro, because the settings are going to be different. I won't go into those details here. I will mention, because it's very short, what I'm going to say about Skype. In Skype's audio and video settings, you're going to select the source, which we created before the virtual source, which is called Spreaker Carts and Mics. So that, as far as Skype is concerned, that is the source. It's called Spreaker Carts and Mics. Why? Because it includes the local microphones and Spreaker Carts, but nothing else. And then within Spreaker Studio, there's a section that Rob talked about before, which if you have Spreaker Studio, because I happen to be a multilingual person, so I appreciate this feature of Spreaker Studio. Spreaker Studio is trilingual, and I am also, although not 100% in, in all of the languages, I would say that I'm 100% in English, 100% in Castilian, and perhaps 50% in Italian. So if you have it in English, that section is called 
microphone and sources. And that's the place where I have local mics and I have the signal coming from Skype and the signal coming from Chrome, which would be our clean feed source. And if you have the Spreaker Studio in Castilian, that section would be called Microfono y Fuentes. And if you are using Spreaker Studio in Italian, this section would be called Microfono e Sorgenti, which sounds really cool. It does. <laughs> and if Tonia is hearing us, maybe she'll appreciate the fact that we, we mentioned that today. Yes. So we talk here about selecting the sources, and it basically, even though it took me several days to do it, I'm sure that anyone who read the documentation would be able to do it in perhaps 10 minutes instead of several days, because I had to solve unexpected issues, but now it, everything is working fine. I know Rob is hearing me and he's hearing the mm -hmm. clips that I played and the sound effect. So I think it's a really, really powerful right. piece of app that happens to be free. Spreaker offers certain apps for free, even for people who are on their free plan. But of course, there are incentives for people to upgrade yes. to the paid. And that's that makes a lot of sense. Thanks. I think it makes sense that you're doing it that way. There are many things that are in common with a roadcaster, and then there are things that are different, and I would like to talk about those differences. With a roadcaster Pro, there are built-in compressors and preamps and A to D converters, which of course are not built into Spreaker Studio because Spreaker Studio is a piece of software. But I completely understand that there are many people who already own either a USB microphone or a USB interface. So you wouldn't necessarily need to buy hardware if you already own it. Correct. In order to use Spreaker Studio for desktop. And there are also gates in the Roadcaster Pro and there's a little bit of equalization. But for what it is, Spreaker Studio is extremely powerful. And I think that perhaps a lot of our listeners weren't even aware that it existed. So I think it's a good idea to show off its features as we have done and, and also explain how to unleash its hidden power. Yeah. Yeah, it's something I've enjoyed using over the last few years of doing the Spreaker Live Show, and it's been it's been great for me. I always love doing live shows, and and it gives you that ability. I hate spending hours and hours and hours in post production. <laughs> I understand, and with using something like this, you can either make it literally editing free, or you can edit a lot less. Yes. So either you way, you're options. saving time. Yeah. Right. It gives you those options. Okay. Are there any announcements that you would like to talk about before we close today? No, I don't I don't think so. I mean, if you're looking to get the Spreaker Studio software, just go to Spreaker.com forward slash download is the place where you can actually download the software to your Mac or Windows computer. It also has links to the mobile versions, but those are in the app stores for each of those platforms. And you can be found? I'm on Twitter at Rob Greenlee. And I can also, if you want to send me an email, you're certainly welcome to send that to rob at spreaker.com. Okay. It's been great having you here on Beyond Podcasting today, Rob. All right, Alan. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It was, it's great. And I appreciate all of the hard work that you put into and in, uh, trying to come up with a solution for guests being able to hear carts and playback in the Spreaker uh, Studio software. So thank you so much. You're welcome. BeyondPodcasting.com. I hope you enjoyed another episode of Beyond Podcasting. Remember, to find all past, present, and future episodes, or to subscribe free, read articles, get consulting, purchase advertising, and more, Beyond Podcasting is the place to go. If you search for Beyond Podcasting in any other place, remember we spell Beyond Podcasting all together without any space. 
Until next time, I'm Alan Tepper. Some of the manufacturers mentioned on the beyondpodcasting.com show have contracted Alan Tepper and or Technotur LLC to carry out consulting and or translations, localizations or transcreations. Many of the manufacturers mentioned have sent Alan Tepper review units. Some links to third parties mentioned in the show may indirectly benefit Technotur LLC via affiliate programs. Alan Tepper's opinions are his own.